Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Well, what's happening, y'all? It's Russ Parr. And yes, on this week's episode, we talk to a man that is funny. He's a good friend. He does gospel radio with Erica Campbell. His name is Griff. And we're going to really get into his life. Um, it's not a typical stand-up comic guy. Everybody has, you know, roads that they have traveled. And he's going to tell you his road and how he traveled it. It might be beneficial to you. So now I got to do this suck-up um, introduction. So we'll get right to it right now. He is probably one of the best comedians that has ever graced any stage in America. Hey, Griff, I can't find page two. Where's page, where's, where's page two that you wrote? <laughs> yeah. read, read the rest of it. That was good. Keep going. I'm going to have to go off the top of my head. He's a fun guy. Uh, he's one of my L.A. homies. And, of course, we go way back. Uh, the man is, uh, um, he, he works the Christian circuit, and he works the regular circuit, I believe, uh, because, you know, you're on Christian radio stations around the country, and they have no idea that I know you're a heathen. But that's okay. We're not going to get into that. <laughs> and, and I want all the ladies to know out there, he is off the market. He has found man. a beautiful woman, and I'm so happy for you, man, because what? I've, I, when I see you, I see you just light up. Well, joints. But I'm just saying. <laughs> you know I got to come with some jokes, and they weren't really funny. Yeah, he's a... He's such a smoker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is Griff, y'all. He's um, one of my, my good, good friends, man. Just recently got married. All right, listen, I got to ask you. All right, you're, you're 50 something years old. How is, I know you've been married before. How is marriage different this time? What, what feels different about it? Um, th- hey, Russ, this is just my, you know, when I got married when I was 18. I only knew her three months. I was in the military, thought I was grown, wanting to be everything. My parents weren't. Then I got married again when I was uh, 35, you know, uh, had been a bachelor forever. Um, This time, man, it's just it's just real grown man. Like it's real. I know everything I did in the past. I won't uh, duplicate it. And I had a lot of kids. So my focus was really on as a, as a young man that grew up in abuse. I just always said, man, when I have kids, I'm going to do this, this, this. And at the same time, when I was a kid, I was never saying, and when I get married, I'm going to do this, this, this. I was really focused on my kids. So, you know, with my oldest being 30 in a couple months, uh, it's all her. Now, let me, let me ask you because, you know, on, on my podcast, the podcast, uh, and you're on the initial show here, Griff, because I just wanted to, to go to my go-to people, man, that I, I really love and respect. Uh, thanks, um, man. I, you know, I didn't want to get into you. You made the comment about you were abused uh, when you were younger. Or did I mishear you? Well, I say I try, I try not to villainize my father because we have a relationship now, mm-hmm. but I didn't talk to him for 20 years. This is what I say now. He had a really bad 80s and 90s. That's all. That's all. And you took the brunt of it. Oh, man. It wasn't just me. Wives took it. 
uh, random people took it, kids took it, uh, pets took it. He ain't care. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, when things like that happen, man, it's like you have to break the cycle. You know what I mean? It's- well, I heard uh, I heard God when I was about nine, man, saying I was going to, I would, I would never know anything that my family went through and the cycle would break with me. So um, I, I focused my life very intentionally as a child, man, to be who I am right now. And as I focused that as a kid, I just kept saying, man, when I watch, when I have a son, I ain't going, I'm going to make sure he does this. And I'm a well, mm-hmm. man, when I, and I didn't have a grandfather on my mom's side or my dad's side. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, you know, life is different now. I'm a, my oldest son just had a son. Wow. Uh, one of the sons I raised had a son and a daughter. And then my wife has a grandson too. So I'm a proper grandparent now. Damn. And now I can focus on my wife, uh, love on these grandkids and tell all my real kids to grow up. That's, that's, that's how it works. Now, let me ask you, Griff, you know, doing stand-up comedy, you know, I, I've often said that, and I actually you know, one of my first feature films was called The Last Stand, which I dealt with Absolutely. the pain behind comics. Because a lot of people don't realize sometimes the humor is to mask pain that you went through. Or you took the pain that you went through, and this is very therapeutic for you to be able to get up on stage and crack jokes and laugh, which is for you. Well, I when you see the drama mass, it's a happy one and a sad one. It's comedy and tragedy. And our tragedy is everybody else's comedy. I can jump on stage and talk about my father and the things that he did uh, that were horrible and make a crowd fall out. But for me, it was always, it, it made me, it made that easier to talk about, easier to talk about, easier. So I was just chipping away chipping away it took 20 years i mean i didn't talk to my dad for 20 man wow. and and now we on the phone like homosexuals talking no you hang up no you hang up no you hang up no. <laughs> but that's good because you know what it's like some people deserve redemption and it's 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 good that you found a relationship because some people never get that griff some people never get that so that is a blessing right there for you. You know what I'm saying? Well, I figure I gave him I gave him a 20 year sentence, and he took it on the chin. Yeah. So after the 20, I was like, oh man, nothing else to talk about. You know, I ain't one of the people that was like, you a convict. Right. I just had to. I had to really, and then I had to do it for my own children. You know, yeah. they needed a grandfather because I met my grandpa one time on my dad's side. He was I was 10. And uh, him and my father were men in their relationship, and then he died a couple months later. And then my mom didn't know her dad. So I never had that older guy speaking into me, you know. And then as you get older and you start having empathy and thinking about it, hey, man, this dude didn't have a dad. When you don't have a dad, your life can go a thousand ways different. So, And then when you become a parent, then you start – understanding parents right you know there's no real way to do this there's no there's no there you know you can i i was a my three sons and a father knows best uh even though (laughs) i wasn't born in those times i just used to be like i wish my dad was a dad from eight is enough (laughs) yeah but you see the cycle you see the cycle there because your father 
had issues with his father. Yes, of course. And then you had issues with your father. But you yes. broke the cycle because I know you. I know the kind of man you are. I know the kind of father you are. So you broke the cycle. And, and thank God for that because now your boys have foundations on how to be good fathers. And, and, oh, and again, this is, this is not a shot at your father because we're all products of our childhood. I'm, I'm not trying to be a clinical right. psychologist with you, man, but I find comedians fascinating. You know, I'm, I, you know, I used to do stand-up. I know how painful it is. That's why I wrote that movie, The Last Stand, because it's a very painful existence. One night, you could tell a joke, and people are crying on the floor. The next night, you could tell the same joke, crickets. That, that, that does something to you, man. It is, it is one of the toughest jobs other than being a professional boxer that anybody could do. You get your ass beat almost every other night, but you just keep getting up. I have so much admiration for you and so many other people that are doing this craft, man, because it ain't easy. Just because you can make people laugh in the office don't mean you can get up there on stage in front of a whole bunch of drunk people and make them laugh. That's what uh... I was getting beat up in real life, so <laughs> yeah. uh, getting beat up by strangers was nothing because my own father was beating me up. Mm. So I, I think, you know, when when my mother, I my mother worked at convalescent homes um, when I was three, and she would tell me to, she would put the old people in half a circle, and she would say, "Just go in there and make them laugh." So I would, I would, I would tell them jokes and tell them dumb things and really just would say, wake up, Miss Rodriguez. Uh, somebody peed on themselves. Who, who got a grandson? Like, I would talk to him <laughs> like that. Right. And then I would get in the car after and go, Mom, I did my astronaut joke, and then I was, and then I did something, and she would go, oh, yeah? Well, when you was doing your astronaut joke, I was cleaning up pissy sheets. So mm. my mother was my first heckler. Mm. So I always... <laughs> I could always deal with the hecklers because I know it never came from a place of hate. Yeah. It just came from a place of annoyance. Wow, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I know every morning you get to uh, work with uh, Erica Campbell, who is just a, a just a beautiful person. And, you, you know, I know that you have the other side of you that, you know, hey, listen, God knows your heart whenever you use a little bit of profanity. He knows your heart. <laughs> But it's the bad part, man. I'm such a cusser. Yeah. Um I'm, I'm I'm a cusser and my, my wife was just saying yesterday, how do you know not to cuss? It's tough. <laughs> you have to train yourself because you know I'm a cusser too. You know, I'm on the oh, radio man. and and just as I'm I'll say motherfucker in a second, I'm going, Oh, damn it. Hit the dump button. Right. <laughs> we got three right. seconds to react to uh, you know I just cussed y'all. Hit that dump button. You know, and sometimes my dude will be like sleeping on the job. And there it is, motherfuckers out there in the world from Russ Parr, who's going to be looking for I a job. Love how, I love how Erica is around people who cuss and just chooses not to. I mean, this yeah. lady, I don't think I met anybody so pure, mm. you know, not just in this business, Russ, just yeah. ever, dog. Yeah. And that, and that does something to you yeah. you know what i'm saying that actually does something to you and um she doesn't cuss 
So I don't cuss around. I cut. I yeah. That's like with my sister in law. I I I'll slip and go shit. And go, oh, I'm so sorry, Lonnie. Lonnie, I am so sorry. Forgive me. No, it's okay. We had to talk about yeah. it the other day. You know, I'm not coming from a place where it's just angry. You know, it's just we cussed in my household. You know, that's just what we did. We heard our parents yeah. cussing. You know, so we just pick it up. You know what I mean? That's just how I, it works. I told I told Lanika last night they have a new uh, series on Netflix uh, the where cuss words came from or something, mm-hmm. and she was just saying she said you cuss so eloquent. I said, man, yeah. I always wanted to cuss. Yeah, when I was a kid, I would hear my parents. My father was a Marine drill instructor, so he had the best cuss sentences, and then oh, my yeah. mom was just funny, and she would mix cuss words in a in a word like she wouldn't even say uh uh, uh mf and hot dog she would say a hot mf and dog yes. and i would go oh man that's the beautiful. way she is beautiful <laughs> oh it's beautiful we, we should give our grammys for the best cusser you know who would win samuel l jackson that is one of the best if, uh, if he could hire himself out if somebody needs a good cussing out just call 1-800-SAMUEL and he'll care. Who the, the motherfucker you need me to cuss out? He, <laughs> the way he sold that to the world yeah. is right up there with, to me, brilliant, the same way Snoop smoked wherever he wants to. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Not only that, Snoop wrote a gospel album. And won stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, deep. Snoop it, is, it was Snoop deep. Snoop is a problem. Yes. And then I was just saying... Y'all remember he he beat a murder case in '97. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love it. And, and you know, and every time I see Samuel Jackson on TV, and he says, "What's in your wallet?" I want him to say, "What's in your wallet, motherfucker?" Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> you know that's what he wants to say. You know. Yes. Griff, I just wanted to thank you, man. It's like I I, I love getting guests. Griff, right here, um, a comedian. He does gospel radio on the whole nine. He didn't just talk about him. He talked about him. Uh, he kept out a few things like I knew there was a time where he did a lot of masturbating. And and ah! I'm just so glad that he got married. I mean, I, I think that's. The- Wait a minute. Let me, let me say this to all your listeners. Russ Parr was the first person to put me on radio. I started comedy in Washington, D.C. in 95. And Russ was literally the first person to put me on radio and have me come on. I knew nothing about radio, mm. but he just loved me being green and he loved my energy. And then mm. I'm a Cali dude like him and mm. knew all his music. Uh, so Russ, man, you changed my life very early right. in my career, man. And I, I'll never, well, I just, never, never stop loving you for that. Well, you know what? We all make mistakes. And that, that was one that um, kind of worked <laughs> Tell your wife I say hello and get off my phone. All right. Hey, love you, Griff. Love you. Stay blessed. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Russ Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and give us a rating and let everyone in your circle know about the Russ Podcast. We'll be dropping Russ's rants occasionally, so make sure you check that out. And a new episode each week. Check me out during the weekday mornings on the Russ Park Morning Show, syndicated nationally. Make sure you follow us on all socials at Russ Parr Show. Thanks again, y'all.